You're listening to Healing Voices Project, where we share stories and the latest information from people who fight addiction every day. I'm Mike Torville, your host and author of Voices from the Fallen. Thank you for listening, for following, and most of all, for sharing with people you care about. Make your voice count too. Well, thanks for joining everybody. Thanks again for coming to Healing Voices Project. We're glad you're listening. And today we're going to talk about the DART program, which is also known as the Drug Addiction Recovery Team, but also better known as DART. Uh, DART was developed by the Northampton Department of Health and Human Services in 2017 and piloted in Northampton, East Hampton, Belchertown, and Ware back in 2017. But it started to spread quickly with the success they've had. And as a public health entity, Um, DART saw the need to address substance abuse disorder as a public health crisis, and I think we can all agree on that. They currently serve communities throughout Western Mass in Hamden County, Hampshire County, and Berkshire counties, and they've partnered with police departments throughout Western Massachusetts. So here to talk about DART is the DART coordinator, Kathy Cotunio. Kathy, thanks for coming. Good morning. Sure, nice to have you. It's great to be here. Yeah, well, we have um, a lot to talk about because DART does so much. I've been reading about it, learning about it, and as the, again, drug recovery, drug addiction recovery team, there is so much to cover that DART does. Um, and you've been with DART now for, well, almost a year now, right? Almost a year. And as a DART coordinator, um, to ask you what you do is <laughs> probably asking a lot, but um, can you tell me what, what you do and, and a little bit about what DART does right. to start off? So, yeah. so DART is an opiate post-overdose outreach program, um, and we are a public health-based program, um, in meaning that uh, we provide services to people who have overdosed or are at risk to overdose. Um, to provide them services in the community. Um, And that could be as simple as recovery coaching or finding them um, resources in the community um, to address their needs. Um, And the way we develop the program is that it actually happens through, we use our police community police departments Mm -hmm. um, because we feel that they have a good Um, sense of their community and people that are at need and um, also we wanted to change um, the dynamic that in the past drug issues were always um, handled in a law um, force capacity and that is not what we need anymore um, in this crisis and in this epidemic Um, we need to help individuals and meet them where they're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, so DART provides harm reduction, uh, which could be as simple as um, a clean needle exchange um, or um, you know, hooking them up with Tapestry Health, um, meeting them where they're at. Um, so any person we will accept into the program. So you don't have to be necessarily post-overdose, but those are the people that we most likely see um, in our services. And then they get referred to a recovery coach who follows up with them. And that recovery coach helps them plan a pathway 
um, for recovery. Well, and not to interrupt because I want to make a quick have a question. You said you'll you'll speak with meet with anyone. Correct. Anyone. Um, that says a lot. <laughs> um, so, so what what there's is there any you know. Um, Anybody, it, but you you become a connector, right? Correct. Right. So you you're also referring people and finding the right program, the right fit. Correct. For each of those people, so there's no one will you will s- turn down. Correct. Right. Okay. Right. And yeah. and in in <clears throat> our funding actually allows us to do that. Um, we are mainly a post opiate overdose um, outreach program, but again, we know that currently. Um, post-pandemic of COVID, we are actually seeing a very high level of alcohol use. Um, It has really increased in our communities, and we have EMS and police reaching out and and showing us that data um, that they provide to us um, that their community members really are, you know, alcoholism has really increased. Um, So if somebody gets referred to us and it's about alcohol, we will still see them. We will we will find them resources about alcoholism. We will find them programming. We'll find them AA meetings. We'll um, provide them all of those services additionally. Um, but we do know also that most um, substance use um, disease is um, a poly substance. So yes. tip so typically somebody who is using fentanyl most likely is also drinking um so you know you're already going to deal with that dual right um substance use mm-hmm. in our program and I, we should mention too you have a, a when people want to uh, learn about dart or get in touch with dart there's a website a phone number Do you want to mention the website so yeah. website is dartma d-a-r-t-m-a dot org okay and on that site you can refer a loved one um an individual um it it is anonymous so that you know that person doesn't know who is referring them which is you know sometimes very helpful for a family member Mm -hmm. um and then you can also call in um to uh oop Oh, <laughs> you um, gotta remember the phone number. Huh? I, I, you know, because I don't ever call it. You know how we are. Um, is four one three five eight eight two three three five, and that is actually a text or call um, referral number, okay. Okay. and that is also listed on our website. So you have three options: you can call and put in a referral you could text and put in a referral or you could put the referral in on our website i was on the website and i saw that there's all kinds of ways to do that mm-hmm. and 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 it sort of uh, steers you into the right right way because i thought there's a pretty thorough website you got thank you there's a lot of information we're, we're, there. we're still and, it's yeah. brand new yeah. um the, the, and we're still building it but it's um showing some great success rate <clears throat> yep and I know also too, and you've been with with Dart f- again. This June will be a year, right? Mm-hmm. And I know you also lived an experience, so you have some firsthand experience with that. I do yourself. I am a parent who um, lost a child in 2016 um, to a fentanyl heroin um, overdose. That is what has brought me to where I am today, mm-hmm. um, and. So I have that live experience yeah. from a family and parent point of view, 
um, which I find a great benefit in my position with with certainly you can working empathize and the, understand yeah right working yeah. in the communities and actually working with the police departments and doing our training. Um, I can give some really good um, feedback and, mm -hmm. and direction and, and talk about stigma um, and how important harm reduction really is. Um, so that's my, um, my, that's my Your story. Your experience <laughs> and what led you, and I'm sorry, um, to hear about your son, Adam, and that was in 2016. Correct. Um, prior to that, <clears throat> and I'm saying this to relate to other people like myself too, mm -hmm. you, um, you learned a lot in the last five years or so, and you now know, wow, the things you didn't know back then, I would imagine. Right. And only wished you had known. Right, yeah. or was in practice. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, you know in, in Adam's death in 2016, that was really kind of the peak yeah. um, of this epidemic and that we were seeing um, the need for change and how we um, address policies, what we offer uh, mm -hmm. individuals for services. Um, so that, again, the, you know, DART being developed based on that, it was about meeting people where they're at, offering them multiple pathways that they can um, try to reach recovery um, so that that whole change in the last six years um, across Massachusetts has been really um, dramatic um, and I like seeing it um, yeah. I think that we're really starting to be community-based um, accepting individuals where they're at um, and really working on understanding that substance use is a disorder um, and that there are many ways that we can help an individual that, you know, it's not necessarily incarceration, is not necessarily long-term inpatient treatment. Mm -hmm. um, there are many different routes that we can go. Mm -hmm. And obviously, the earlier the better, mm -hmm. of course. And so <clears throat> now that you said something a few times I want to talk about, which I think is very important, is the stigma and how the stigma affects one, the families and their willingness to talk about it and a willingness for somebody to seek treatment and, uh, and all that st the stigma affects and how the, what do you see in the change of, of, of the stigma um, that's affecting um, treatment now? Do you see it changing at all? I, I do. S too slow? I, I think it's too slow. Yeah. Um, but I do think that there is a change, and I think that change um, in particular in our program um, is the change in, honestly, policing um, and also community members on how they're um, addressing um, substance use. And when I bring up, you know, the change in, in policing, um, they have embraced the idea that their their job has always been to help and save people. Yeah. So when they started to really see this epidemic increase, they realized that, you know, us arresting an, 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 arresting an individual over and over again and, you know, it, 
most likely being incarcerated isn't the solution. Right. So how are we going to address a different solution? Well, one of them is is the DART program, mm -hmm. um, and we also have a rapid response team that we work with through the sheriff's department. But my point is is that they those officers in, in those police departments have decided that we need to make a change in our community. Yeah. And so it's about um, knowing those individuals who are at risk or or they're at a, at a scene that, that, you know, unfortunately, you know, our officers are on scenes of overdoses almost daily, you know, or a number of times a week, which is traumatic for them. But sometimes it's a repeat person who has overdosed, and they've realized that there needs to be a change. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our DART program offers them the opportunity to um, make those connections, not have to do all the work themselves, but know that these are the resources in your community. Here's a contact person. Um, our, our ability to... Um, have an individual hook up with a recovery coach yeah. talk about those different and and you know that recovery coach that individual may choose detox but that individual may not um and so what are their other options um so they could join a recovery center um they could do multiple pathways they could um be able to access um MOUD, which is a medical-assisted um, medication for people who um, have a substance use disorder, which is really one of the first steps in um, addressing your um, addiction. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our recovery coaches will help them make that um, connection with those agencies to do that um, so that they could, you know, either start on Suboxone or um, do uh, methadone um, if, if that's the avenue or the pathway that they choose to go. So in the past five or six years <coughs> since DART has been in place, you found, one, it's expanding, it's growing, based on success obviously mm -hmm. you're fine how do you how do you see the success you, what do you see changing um, as a result of the dart program we're seeing less deaths believe it or not really I mean yeah. I you know they're not it's not a not a great um, decrease you know if you look at the national average but um, we are seeing um, a decrease in deaths we are seeing um, communities um, learning the educational piece, um, families willing to really talk because of the stigma piece, them having access to programs mm -hmm. and individuals that have lived experience really help them um, help their family members or help that individual. And you see less incarceration and more program involvement? We definitely yeah. see less incarc incarceration and, and more program involvement. Yes. Um, uh, <clears throat> and one of the things that I, I've seen and, and what I've recognized since I wrote the book a couple years ago, the start of this podcast, is, and I'll admit, many people's heads are in the sand, and I was one of them. <laughs> I didn't know, and I did not know until I was just, like, overwhelmed with, with how widespread this is and how hard it is to even find a family who's not affected 
by this, directly or indirectly. Right. You And every time I would have a conversation with somebody, hey, I'm, I'm writing, oh, and they mentioned about their son or their brother, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, my goodness. This is um, so... I, I don't know anybody who does not have have somebody who who they've lost or is going through it. So, and I guess what made me think about this is people need to have this kind of information because so many people don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And like yourself, five or six years ago, you didn't know, and you said what you've learned in the last five years could certainly help people. And part of that is, well, again, trying to create the awareness to release that stigma and make people more willing to come up and say, you know, we, I have a problem, or what do we do? And having people willing to step up and, um, and, and get it early. And I'm just right. rambling here, but I think what, what I'm trying to say is this kind of information um, that so many people are just not aware of until after right. a crisis occurs. Right. Yeah. In, in the yeah. immediate family member's probably do know but because mm. of stigma you're not out talking to your friends about it right. you're it's it's not out in the open mm-hmm. so that they're dealing they've been dealing with it on their own and that is slowly changing um and one of the great programs and and is learn to cope for family yes. members learn um, to cope's great yeah. and so and they have now have a um place in east hampton but they also have a springfield um, chapters. So mm-hmm. that's always for me, for family members, that's kind of my first resource to send them. And, and I also did learn to cope before Adam had passed away. Um, and I think the other thing for DART that I think is key is that we do Narcan training for communities. Mm-hmm. And you know, bottom line is the Narcan is saving lives. Um, and so the more hands we can get Narcan into the more lives that we are going to save. And um, so one of the ways that DART does that is, um, A, we supply um, Narcan through a grant to most of our police departments and um, other agencies within communities. Mm-hmm. But we also do community um, Narcan training. Training. Yeah, so, okay. yeah. like, you know, <clears throat> maybe... in because I'm here in Aguam, Aguam would like to do a community training for Narcan, and they choose to do it at the library. Um, they could contact DART to come in and actually do that training mm-hmm. um, for individuals in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do we are finding great success rate with um, getting Narcan out into the communities, um, and it's saving lives. And it's it's a key. Um, piece to um, this epidemic. So, with th- that, um, <laughs> if somebody wanted to find out how to use Narcan and, mm-hmm. and how to get a, a Narcan, yep. one, where where would they get it? And two, could they just call Dart directly? They can call Dart directly. Yeah. Um, but they can also. Um, yeah, so they can call DART directly. Um, another resource is Tapestry Health also mm-hmm. okay. um, will provide um, Narcan. Yeah. Um, and technically in Massachusetts, you can go to a pharmacy and, and you're able to pick up Narcan um, through a pharmacy without a prescription. Um, so prescription is not needed for Narcan. Um, and so I think that that's important for people to know. And I think that people also need to know that um, if you administer, people always say to me, well, what if I administer and they're really not overdosing? 
Here's the, great, the great thing yeah, about Narcan yeah. is that if you administer Narcan to somebody who is not having an opiate overdose, there are no side effects or um, issues that would happen to that no individual. unintended consequences. Right. Of, yeah. Okay. So, so you know. <clears throat> it's safe. It's safe. Um, and that's <clears throat> why it's important for us to be, and that's also why we're out there trying to get community members um, to be trained in um, carrying Narcan. And it's one thing to, to have Narcan, but knowing how and when to use it. Mm -hmm. And so you provide that kind of training. Mm -hmm. Are there, if somebody can't attend a training or get, is there a training video that they could look at? Um, I mean, we, we can, we, we can work something out okay. and, ta and yeah. tapestry is the same way. I mm -hmm. mean, it's a pretty simple process. So, mm -hmm. um, between tapestry and dart, um, we, we certainly could, um, First thing is to contact our right and contact or contact Tapestry, and mm -hmm. you can at least see what well how critical it is for that person right. to, to to need right. to know at the moment. But but knowing how to use it, and like you said earlier, when to use it if it's when does a person know that they're going through an overdose that now is the time to use it, and they might not be able to recognize that moment of okay right here's when you use it so that training could be extremely helpful it is extremely yeah. helpful um and it just also gives you a lot of other information for you to have so yeah 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 um now <clears throat> you also um on on your website and you know honestly <laughs> i think if we went through everything that you do we'd be here for hours yeah but <laughs> one of the things i know that we we you have is is fentanyl test strip use we do. Yeah. Tell, um, tell us about that. So, so that is that. an, um, so fentanyl test strips are a way for somebody who is currently using um, a substance, um, in particular um, a, a fentanyl or, um, let's be realistic, it's really not heroin anymore. No, right. We, we are really dealing with a um, fentanyl issue and most um product today is about 95% fentanyl. Um, so what what this strip provides is that they can at least determine that there is fentanyl in their um, whatever they've recently picked up. Mm -hmm. It won't tell them the amount, but what we, we teach those individuals is that, okay, if you know that there's fentanyl in it, we ask them to go slow and steady. So in other words, an individual may, whatever their normal dose that they typically um, um, inject, we ask them to lessen that amount. Believe it or not, this is harm reduction and it's a reality. There are still many people out there that are still choosing to use. Yeah. So how do we protect them and keep them um, safe while they're using? So uh, people kind of get a little cringy hearing this, but the reality is we're asking them to lessen their first injection. Um, you know, it's, it's a way to create some awareness that's in front of them at the moment. Correct. And yeah, it's not always going to no. work because the lure of that high um, trumps the, the safety factor. Correct. Right? It does. That's a... Um, but um, it is just, you know, something that we try to teach them in harm reduction. Mm -hmm. um, and we know that, you know, so what, what does that individual need that is choosing not to stop using? Um, the, the, this is one of the steps so that they can test their product um, 
and you know they can then make the decision is their decision to not use it at all um, some some will make that choice but if you're still choosing to use that product there you know we're asking you know it, it's slow and steady so you use a lesser amount than what you um, typically um, inject um, for your use or whatnot so how can someone obtain those test strips um, they can contact DART. Okay. Um, we, um, through gr um, federal grant funding, um, we have lots of test strips. We also do provide them um, to police departments and other agencies. Mm -hmm. um, you can also, again, also Tapestry also has them. Um, and you'll get, you know, we'll give you test strips and directions on how to use the test strips. Um, you know, but again, what people need to understand is that we that test does not tell you the amount of fentanyl that is in that product. Only that there is fentanyl in right. there. Right. Yeah. So that's why we ask you if you're going to use it to go slow because a, a, a lesser amount may save your life. Um, you're counting you know, in at and, least. And yeah. again, also, um, <clears throat> don't use alone. Um, we, we really encourage people who are, are still using to not use alone. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it may be a family member that's, you know, more than aware of what's going on. Don't lock yourself in your bathroom. Um, in, you know, those are all important key harm reduction pieces to remember um, because that individual, you know, that is with you. Um, and a lot of times people... Um, who, who are using drugs usually actually use with another or or many other individuals. One of the other things we ask is that you don't both use at the same at time. At the same time, yeah. So that you can, you know, each monitor each other. Yeah, one will have the sense to... Yeah, and that's the harm reduction piece. The other thing is you said you can get fentanyl strips at police departments. And... Um, I'm not going to say this, but if I was user, and I'm going to say I'm going to call the police so that I can mm, right, that correct. They probably wouldn't, but here's the part mm. that those departments that that are, um, are are choosing to carry fentanyl strips mm -hmm. are somebody who's probably very involved in our DART program mm -hmm. has a good harm reduction piece, and they still know. Bottom line, they know that that individual is still using. Right. So why not give them all the tools? And then um, the fear of alerting someone that I'm using. I mean, you know, so uh, um, there's that. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. But the other thing is, and I, I would think if I'm a family member and if I suspect a, a friend, a child, or somebody is using, and I'm knowing this, I might go to the police department myself and say, listen, I have a family member, and on behalf of them, get the test strips. Mm -hmm. And they say, listen use these if you're using and at least that and takes the person out of the and I do know some yeah. acquaintances that have done that okay so yes so at least that's a an option for someone Correct. to say hey I'm nervous about this yep. so too they can get Narcan yep. as well as fentanyl strips yep. and this may not be the user who's getting those things directly because it alerts people that they're using Correct. but if somebody is aware of it a friend a family member it might behoove them to get that correct yeah without the, um, you know, consequence. Right. Yeah. yeah. But again, with our DART program, yeah. if you come 
um, into a police department that is a DART program and you're saying that I need help with my substance use, um, it is about the substance use. It's not about the legal um, piece to it. it it's really and that is what the police officers in our DART program do. And they will recognize where to at mm -hmm. least redirect people to Correct. treatment rather than right. arresting them. Right? Yep. That's, that's the whole yeah, We have a, a program that just, um, where is one of our, in, in Hampshire County, where is one of our um, police departments that's very active in DART. Um, and their DART officers just started offering um, drop-in hours in where on Wednesday nights, mm -hmm. um, and it's just a place for you to go and get resources, get Narcan, um, y you know, and, and what, a, what a change. I mean, that is not typical of a police department, but, you know, that is something that they're offering the community and where um, mm -hmm. right now, and, and they just started. And so. I think years ago, at least in my opinion, years ago when I'd say, oh, the needle resources and all these, I would think, that's just crazy. Why? would anybody enable that kind of use but when you look at what's changed the alternative and it becomes a program that you say you know what this actually might work better well and and, and I, I, to me it's not enabling right so so the bottom line is harm reduction is not enabling it's perceived as enabling sometimes it is yeah. and that's the stigma piece that we need to change right um, we are not enabling somebody but we're providing them a healthy resource um, to do what they're doing mm -hmm. and also we do know that people who are involved in harm reduction either through tapestry or dart um, it's about building a relationship and a trust so a lot of those incidences that somebody who's currently choosing not to um, stop, um, we're building a trust and a relationship with that person so that they can maybe start think about how they could change um, th their choices in, in their life. And I think that that's the key okay. in harm reduction, and it does happen. Yeah, and, and you know, with there's so many programs, and we've had many people on this program, mm -hmm. Learn to Cope, with people at Mira Vista, Recovery Connections, yeah. several of them who are doing wonderful work. Um, but it can be confusing to someone to say, well, my goodness, who, who do I call first? Do, do I need to call Mira? Do I call Recovery Connection? Do I call DART? But DART is, could be considered a, a go-to, a, a first option, because then you can at least direct people in the right place. Right. right, and we have all of those connections, mm -hmm. um, so that it is exactly that mm -hmm. that connection, so that that you're not on the phone calling Mira Vista. Is this what I really need? Do right. I really need to go to detox or want to go? How to do detox? I know what I need? Do, right. Yes. Do yeah. I really want inpatient, which can be you know thirty, sixty, ninety days, sometimes longer? Um, is that the route that I want to go? Mm -hmm. um, so you know. To have a recovery coach to talk that through with yep. um, is so helpful because yep. um, there's so many pathways. I mean, they could end up just doing a recovery coach and and going to um, recovery centers and receiving, you know, AA and NA and um, all of those through um, supports through um, peer recovery centers. Yep, and I think that's not just for the person who is using, but for family members. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important too, because if again I go back to it all the time, as parents, friends, my goodness, my friend, child, brother, sister is yep. using, and I don't know what to do. Right. As a a loved one who says, um, I, I got to find out what to do. They could call mm-hmm. it dark, and um, and then find out information, and, and at least. And then the other aspect of this, which I wanted to ask you about, is when families are concerned and they may want to conduct an intervention. Um, I, we did this years ago with, with a family member and um, remember how difficult it was. And a lot of us in the family didn't know what to do and we're all offering our opinions, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Uneducated right. opinions. And um, But do you, do you have any guidance on how a family might conduct an intervention or at least call DART to say, so to me, yeah. if a family member is at that point, yeah. I, I'm going to tell them to call Learn to Cope. Okay. Because they, there is such support and resources at Learn to Cope. Mm-hmm. Um, for them to actually determine, is an intervention really the best choice? Or, or you know, wh- what are my options? Is it just intervention? And I mean, let's be realistic. Um, is this person um, possibly a candidate to have a Section 35, which is a legal um, consequence that um, can happen, and then that they're mandated to go into um, a substance use recovery program under the Section 35. But again, you need an agency or a group to really talk to you about all of those different options. There's not just one, there are multiple. Right. Um, you know, and could could your loved one um, just, you know, again, do a pathway through peer support or um, go to a recovery center and, and do their pathways with a recovery coach there? Um, is there eminent danger that the person is at risk to themselves? Um, that's where you start to talk about a Section 35. Um, you know, so I think to me, um, and that's the avenue that I took early on um, when Adam began his substance use, is that learn to cope on a weekly basis. Um, and currently you can do it by Zoom or mm-hmm. by going to the center. They talk about all of those options. Mm-hmm. And the other key piece is that you are meeting with other families that are parents that are going through the same thing and there's no judgment, but they have advice of what their experiences were. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that support is key. Um, Whereas if you're a person who, um, you know, you're a family and you're asking other family members for, you know, they don't, you know, let's be honest. But also, too, it'd be, and then with all that, if you're going, and, and of course, people are apprehensive and nervous, and when they find other families, it's almost a relief. It's almost like, oh, my gosh, I'm not alone. Correct. <laughs> that I is, think that's huge. That is huge. And, yeah. You know, and the yeah. same thing, um, I belong to a, nov- a number of um, grief support um, mm-hmm. um, groups um, now um, that Adam has passed. And again, same thing, no judgment. And it's great to realize as you're grieving um, and there's no 
point A to point B to C. It's all over the place when you're grieving, when you've lost a child, to then realize again, oh, I'm not alone. Yeah. And I can um, express my feelings or my thoughts and not be judged by somebody who's never been through that experience. Yes. Uh, and it's, it's worth mentioning Learn to Cope's website, which is learn, the number two, cope.org. Correct. Learn, number two, yep. cope.org, yeah. And then a grief site would be um, SADOD, S-A-D-O-D, and ooh, I think it's .org. Actually, we can kind of Google that. Um, and that's another great... See if you can multitask. Um, I, I actually can. Um, so, um, so again, just a great resource um, also for families and, and friends, not mm-hmm. just, you know, in siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, you you got to, you know, look at the whole picture. Um, mm-hmm. um, it is S-A-D-O-D dot org okay. is their website. Um, and they have, um, they will actually, they list all um, agencies in Massachusetts. Okay. But you can, when you go in to search, you can say that you're looking for Western Mass or even, okay. you know, like Key Point to Springfield. And yep. they'll, like, say 10 miles. Um, and again, and then they also offer a lot of online um, services. Um, see, that's great with other organizations mm-hmm. to know that DART is, is working with. And so DART, by the way, is uh, it's run by an advisory board, right? It is. Um, you are a DART coordinator. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this DART advisory board consists of a group of people who've lived the experience. And it's a combination of people in different areas of of the addiction field. I mean, it, in all different areas. So mm-hmm. it's from and experience. Yep, yeah. And community members yeah. and, and community businesses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you've certainly made a lot of progress. You've grown a lot and is still growing. We are. Because you're so effective. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's great. Yeah. Um, so we'll mention the website again. It's uh, dartma.org. And do you remember the phone number from a few minutes ago that you mentioned? 588-2335. Five eight eight two three three five four one three four one three. Sorry, four one three five eight eight two three three five, and that's a call or text number. Okay, well that's good to know because I think that could be the first call, mm-hmm. and then from there, find out what what opportunities, possibilities, what what should be done next. Because I think again, a lot of people don't know, right? And and this could be the first step towards. All kinds of changes. <laughs> yeah, change. First step towards help, towards recovery. Um, all right. Um, well, Kathy, thanks. You've Thank provided you. a lot of great information. <laughs> um, I learned a lot, um, and the Dart program is certainly. Um, I think we'll we'll love to have you back and talk about this, and I'll be seeing great. you regularly. I think. I th- yeah, that'd yeah. be great. All right. Well, Wonderful. Thank thanks. you for having me. Well, sure. It thanks. Was great to talk about Dart. Thank you very much, and um, thanks, everybody else, for listening. I'm glad to have you, and we'll see you soon. Thanks. Thank you.